This is a HeadGum Original. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. To the pit wall. <gasps> Go We're for Verstappen. <laughs> You're here too. We're all here. Max is driving. We're watching. It's the pit wall. What just Verstappen? Uh, have you guys heard that before? Is that interesting to anyone? I, I like think it's interesting. I like that. I think that just first happened. I do yeah. think it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the pit wall, everybody. This is a uh, this is a casual podcast for Formula <laughs> One fans. <laughs> Not quite, huh. but definitely interesting. Definitely a casual podcast. Yeah. Definitely a casual podcast at this point. Jeff Not didn't even show true. up. <laughs> is it a casual podcast? Yeah. Is it for F1 fans? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for Drive to Survive fans. Yeah. 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 These days we're mostly Drive to Survive podcasts because there hasn't been a race in it feels like years. It really does. I'm. I saw all the graphics today on social media that were like it's race week, and my heart beat faster. I'm so mm-hmm. excited. It's exciting. <laughs> the next race is around the corner. Although I did, I did in the. You know, there's been it's been off for a few weeks, but I did go to the Long Beach Grand Prix. Did catch some in person racing uh, last Ooh. week. My first automobile race really uh how was uh i had such a great time i'm so mad i hadn't gotten into this sooner because i'd be going to the long beach grand prix every year so i'm looking forward to going next year i know not to get a certain kind of ticket and i could get away with a cheaper ticket and have more fun i wish I wish there was something like that uh, for Formula One, but it doesn't look like there is. Unless, Marika, maybe you could help me out. Is there like a, like a standing room, just general admission ticket? You there, Casey, you know what? There sure is. It's called what? general admission. <laughs> I haven't seen tracks. any of that uh, for for Miami. or uh, Miami. Miami's is called the Campus Pass, and it's okay. still too expensive. Mm. Um, it was like $500 when it came out. Um, but I will say... Looking on Game Time app, tickets are going down in price. So if you want to take a frontier flight Oof. to <laughs> Miami, when it's is possible. the Miami? When is it? When's Miami Grand Prix? Next. It's the next week. race, right? Yeah. No. First, huh? this, first weekend of May. Yeah. The first, so wait, this coming week is what? Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Oh, then straight to Miami. Mm-hmm. Damn, good for them. I kind of assumed that the time off was so they could move everything to the U.S., give themselves a little extra time to adjust. 
But nah. no. <laughs> it's for no. What, so what is the reason? Azerbaijan. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. But yeah, and then in Vegas, the general admission, I think, is part of Casey. You might know better, but like, it's there's like a dome that's being built or exists already, and that's going mm-hmm. to be like standing room general admission. Standing yeah, I saw that they were like building a giant structure, which is crazy to me that it's like. But that, I mean, how many months away is it? Not that many, and yet they're like pouring concrete for something that doesn't even exist yet. That's impressive. That's what Vegas is all about. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's what it's like. That became a reality. But the thing about that is, you're buying tickets to stand inside of a building. You're not even looking at the track, and you're you're paying five hundred dollars to watch the race. Oh, I thought that had a view of the track, but you're just it is a building. I could be wrong. But that yeah, would it's suck. like a, it's like a big old like the whole building is a screen. My is my understanding. It's uh, <laughs> like you, st- you step inside the the building and it's all screen. So so I guess they'll make you feel like you're just outside watching the race. But you're watching it from the metaverse is what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't I don't think I'm. Uh, Imagine maybe I should try like watching the um like helmet cam footage in my um my meta quest <laughs> how that would how, be awesome how sick do you think i'll get in the first 10 minutes i think as long as you have a sim racing wheel to pretend that you're doing the driving you'll be fine or like a plate mm. or a plate <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, I'll try a paper plate you've back. nailed to your desk. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this week we're talking about another episode of Drive to Survive. Oh yeah. What episode are we talking about? We're episode talking six. about episode 6 Nice Guys Finish Last. Mm. That's right. And this Boy, episode Boy, is that true? Uh, this episode. What was this episode about, Marika? <laughs> this episode. It's all about the post piastri disaster drama. Yeah. That's um, right. It's about Alpine. What are they gonna do? Who are they gonna get? It's about Daniel Ricardo being sad because he Ooh. doesn't have a seat. Yeah. Uh, and it's about. My guy, Otmar, just getting getting the last word, (laughs) threatening the law. A lot, a lot of stuff to get to. But before we get there, I would like to tell you that my name is Casey Donio. I'm the podcast principal. I'm here with uh, the late Jaking Hurwitz, R.I.P. Reston Pirelli, as well as (laughs) Andrew Pyle up. (laughs) And as always, Marika. Bear the dog's number one fan, Brownlee. It's another bear, bear appearance. It's Otmar Safnauer's dog. Oh, Made yeah. another oh, nice. appearance of this episode. That's right. It's very Good cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Carlos's dog's name? That's that's what I really care about. Pinon. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> what kind of dog does Carlos has have? I don't. I don't think I've seen his. He's dog. like one what of those like it? water dogs. Yeah, I think he has a, a Portuguese water, water dog. dog? 
A Portuguese water dog, Casey. They're yeah. really nice. Are they hypoallergenic? They say they're hypoallergenic. <laughs> I don't know. Are you wondering about just like Carlos's allergy situation? I'm wondering if I should get a if I, bet, if I should I adopt Carlos another dog. Yeah. I have two dogs in my house right now. It's tough. It's a lot. I'm watching my sister's dog, who is oh like God. two, and uh kind of this like chihuahua street dog thin uh-huh. lanky slinky thing uh and she's awesome but it's like the energy level is all fucked up it's high <laughs> it's high yeah it's high yeah it makes sense i when i dropped dango off at his like dog sitter she has another two dogs and she sends me videos all day of them just like wrestling just playing and i'm like that seems great for him and he's tired when he comes home but if that was happening in my living room i would not like it <laughs> be pissed does your dog sitter send you um like updates on like the mood and temperament of dingo throughout the day uh no she doesn't my, but my, I'll, I'll start asking her yeah my friend has <laughs> sent her dog to like a boarding thing a few times and one time when she was visiting me she got a text that like had the update and it said her dog whose name is bucky um was a presidential candidate (laughs) it was his mood and vibe so i have to assume he was just like rallying the other dogs Mm -hmm. uh yeah getting them getting their supplies yeah yeah (laughs) oh come on casey let's not get political I'm sorry, I just what domination. I believe. I believe if you're a presidential candidate, you're making lies. Hush money payments to the other dogs. That's right. <laughs> Stop barking. their food. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, ask ask for those like little one liners. I certainly will. Drive to survive. Oh, wait, hold on. Before we even get there. I'm sorry, there's just been so much that has happened since the last time we did this. Uh, we did we did go to Austin, except for Jake, the late Jaking Hurwitz, R.I.P. Sorry about that. Uh, hey, it's okay, man. <laughs> I had to build a crib. It's all right. It was important that I built a crib. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> now that I missed the trip and Jill didn't go into labor, it's kind of fucked up, you know? <laughs> she owes you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I stayed here just in case she went into labor, and then she yeah. didn't. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, selfish. What the fuck, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, what was, what was... <laughs> my temperament right now is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake, while we were in Austin, a couple of us went go karting. We couldn't help it. We needed to race. We needed <laughs> to get on the track. We needed to continue the time-honored tradition of leaving dinner early to go drive little cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a smaller group than last time, but it was a passionate group. It was you two. It was Marika, Casey, my brother, and Dane. Is that That's correct? Right. Yeah. A four top. Yeah. We left, uh, we left dinner to go race. We were practically the only people at the k1 in austin same company that runs the 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 go-karts here in los angeles oh, sick uh so they already had me on on file and me as well yeah yeah they had they had to sign sign uh micah and 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 dana up like 
like noobs, like chumps. Yeah, they had to listen to the safety instructions. They to, yeah, they had to tell them what each flag was. We didn't mean Marika. We knew what the flag. And yet, they still and beat I, you that first race, right? Well, I had to get adjusted to the track. I had to get adjusted to the cart. <laughs> the aero package was all fucked up. You have to Honestly, learn the terms. My brakes. Yeah. My brakes were fucked. <laughs> I had, no I had no brakes. No I had no brakes. Honestly, no I had too many brakes for most of the races. I did bad, but mm-hmm. not in a crashy way, just in a like didn't improve my times way. So I'll take I that. See. Yeah. And you'll keep pushing. And I will keep pushing. <laughs> Marika, where do you think you were losing seconds on the track? <laughs> I think I was losing seconds at there's a very sharp uh like chicane if you will um where a lot of people micah was the only one that did crash i think and he went into the wall there um that's where a lot of people were slipping and sliding around and that's probably where i did the worst yeah Uh, it took a while to get used to and then all of all of the different carts because he got put in. We did three races. We got yeah. put in different carts. Um, Each cart has its own feel. Yeah, very true. It was like the first one. It was like I was in, uh, like Mercedes. Second one, I was in a Red Bull. Third wow. one, I was in a fucking Williams McLaren. or something. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't McLaren bad, but I'll say it was like a Williams bad. Um, But, you know, I didn't crash, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Sometimes not crashing is progress. I didn't crash at all, and I only got faster. On to Drive to Survive. (laughs) That's all that matters. That said, for me, all that mattered was winning the third and fourth race. Personal bests, actually. I, will, really I just want to say Casey didn't no never else. won, never got first place because there was always someone on there's the track locals. with us, a local on the track yeah, that locals. was doing a 32. Yeah, they're doing a 32. I asked I asked the, the boy working at the store, at the go-kart store. I said to the boy, <laughs> <laughs> Garcelle, what's fast here? <laughs> and he was like, sub-35 is fast, but if you're really fast, you're... You're sub 32. And I was like, okay. Wow. And the locals were sub 32. Damn. And you got sub 35, right? I got sub 35. Yeah. That's good. You're fast. Hey. You know. Gotta go. Did my brother get sub 35? Let me check. I'm, I'll check right now. Damn. You might have gotten 35. Oh, interesting. I was trying to. I pulled it up on the Slack, the race results, and race three, I'm looking right now, it says this file was deleted. Someone (gasps) deleted the results for race three. Oh my God. Had to be Dane. It must have been. The stewards deleted the fastest lap? (laughs) Wow. Hmm. Well, Micah was not sub 35 in race one or two. His fastest, I think he came close in three. Yeah, his fastest was 36.49 and two. I would imagine he got he got close or broke it on three, mm-hmm. but we'll never know. Someone uh someone deleted those times. Conspiracy. 
Yeah. Well, that's the carding update for us. And now it's time to talk about Drive to Survive. Nice guys finish last. We open up on Oxfordshire, England. Christian Horner's home. He's hanging out with the fam. It's summer break. Ginger Spice makes a dick joke. We're yeah. off. We're off. <laughs> um, they talk about how technically it's illegal to work during summer break. I didn't know Which, that. New, yeah, news to me. But yeah. I, <laughs> it was confusing because he was like, can you not send, or he was like, you can't technically send an email and the cars are covered, like you can't work on them. Yeah, he says but they're I'll- under a sheet like a racehorse, which is not how you keep racehorses. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think anybody don't know what that like means? <laughs> during vacation, more than Christian Horner. Like, <laughs> I mean, I he's working because it was a completely fabricated scene for the F1 right, show. That's why I was like, is this not work? <laughs> No, yeah. I, think, I think that was, aside from the tent and stuff, that is his life 100%. He drives he, around in a Willie's Jeep and... <laughs> I think, yeah, I think yeah. He, I think he's flossing all day and talking to Jerry Halliwell nonstop about <laughs> Max and Checo and Toto. I like it's how, when, even when camping, Jerry just wears white. He's an yeah. icon. I love it's her in this episode. Party. Yeah, it's her. It's it's her bachelorette. She dresses like it's her bachelorette every single day. <laughs> I love that she read the Piastri tweet for the voiceover. That was really funny. <laughs> she seems she seems happy to be a part of uh, the Drive to Survive world, which yeah. is fun yeah. to see. Jerry's she's like, great. I'm a she's little the only thing I like about. This. I think she's the only thing I like about Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they talk about uh, Oscar tweeting that he will not be a part of Alpine. Uh, they they joke about Mercedes and how uh, you know, oh maybe that maybe Mercedes is working on their car and they're like, well, they're so far behind anyway. What does it really matter? God, they love LOL. Oh, got him. Uh, and then from uh, from there, we go to Gordon, France. Gordon? Gordon. <laughs> sure. Oh, I think it's pronounced oh, Gordon, France. Oh, ho, ho. Where we see Oscar Piastri training, running around. <laughs> With, his, with a friend of his. Mark Weber, right? Mark Weber, good friend. Famous driver, Mark Weber. Yep. Oh, yeah, they're on a they're on a jog. Are they just on a little jog? They're just yeah. like jogging they're around on a little the jog. French countryside. <laughs> nice. I love I love Where it when Oscars... the elite athletes are doing stuff that I do for exercise. Yeah. <laughs> now you might be wondering to yourself if you if you're a drive to survive fan. Who is this kid? Well, they tell us Oscar Piastri is a hot young driver from F2 and F3. Everyone says he could be a future world champion. Christian Horner wishes he had him, but he doesn't. Alpine's been training him, and then he left Alpine for McLaren. Horner said, I wish we had him instead of Checo. 
Or, sorry, I mean, I wish we had him generally. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. that's next episode. I have to talk shit about Checo exclusively <laughs> for an hour. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did notice th- that this episode and the next episode's open at Christian's summer home. Like, yeah, they were and, just, like, knocking Jerry all these out. And Jerry does the intro for both at of the them. picnic. <laughs> She's like, I love Checo. I thought for a second I, I restarted the same episode. I was like, hold on, wait, this is how the last episode started. Anyway, we go, we, we, we're, we're learning about Oscar, and now we're at McLaren HQ. And I think they're, they're really making Zach Brown the villain of this season. Uh, I mean, as he should be. (laughs) This scene where Zach Brown, he's like leans back and he's like, "Any chatter on social is the most Kendall Roy fucking line." Literally, (laughs) my notes. Literally, my notes. I have. I cannot imagine being head of comms at McLaren. It feels worse than Carolina on Succession. (laughs) (laughs) It was was so crazy, unbelievable. God, he's awful. I can't yeah. stand him. It's and what's so funny is how bad they're doing right now yeah. this season. Yeah, God, <laughs> Which, it's as honestly, it's a joy. It's a joy to watch for that reason. Uh so uh, yeah. So Zach Brown's asking about what's going on on social, and uh, we see that this is leading up to Danny announcing that he Dan Danny Ricardo Daniel Ricardo will not be driving with mclaren next year uh he he will not have a seat uh then oscar says that he is going to be a mclaren racing driver i also Um, just liked there's like a shot of zach brown watching the video sipping his little tea mm -hmm. in a very menacing way (laughs) yeah i can't i can't get a read on on zach brown like does he think he's like all this is going on he's like well i'm the new toto i think he's dr robotnik meets christian horner (laughs) (laughs) he really it just seems like he's he thinks he's like this mastermind but he really hasn't thought about the next move at all and i think that's kind of the whole arc of this story is like Zach really feels like he's got one over on everybody else. And then it immediately, the first confrontation he gets, it like completely blows up. And it's, we'll get to it, I guess. But it's <laughs> yeah. just kind of like, yeah. it's so pathetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, yeah. A, yeah, he's a, he's a ham handed uh, villain trying to play four dimensional chess. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Especially him playing off of uh, our favorite. Otmar from uh, from Alpine. Uh, we go from we go from McLaren HQ to getting his reaction to everything. He feels betrayed, and he needs to fill this Alpine seat. He doesn't know with who yet. It's kind Spa. of scathing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you were was, saying Marika. Well, one, this is where Bear makes an appearance. He's walking. Mm-hmm. He's walking yeah. Bear. Wearing a great sweatshirt. I feel like we, you know, we saw him iron a shirt for ten minutes, but <laughs> shocked to see him in a sweatshirt. Um I love every time they show Otmar, he's doing something so banal. Banal. <laughs> yeah. He's making a cup of coffee. He's ironing a shirt. 
but yeah, I feel like the, what he said, what he said about Piastri was like, I mean, it, it felt for him like the most scathing comment he could make, but it was still pretty mild. It was just like, I feel betrayed by this guy. <laughs> I thought he, no, I mean, it says he, uh, yeah, he's like, I thought he had more, um, yeah, that's what it was. Oh, God, what does he say, though? It's the the word choice is pretty integrity? cutting. Yes. Yeah, integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real, like, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Delivery. I felt it. Yeah, he's, uh, he feels really burned. He kept, he kept talking about, like, how he, how, uh, <laughs> He thought Oscar had had more uh, integrity, he, he, uh, more loyalty, yeah, to everything that they've done for him. But then someone comes along, offers him a better contract. You know, hey, I don't blame the guy. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put food on the table. You know, it's true. Mm-hmm. Sure, too yeah. true. For twenty, twenty-two year old, he's already also, a multi-millionaire. But sure. <laughs> He was going to make the money. He was going to make the money at uh, um, at Alpine too. Yeah, but look, you know, it's hard being an international racing driver as a twenty year old boy. It's you got and you got to feed your family. I wonder if it actually is. <laughs> well, you got you have you have to be you have to be racing all the time, and when you're not, you got to play the video game version of racing. <laughs> It's tough. It's true. Anyway, yeah. photo shoots. <laughs> Real big on the screen. Spa. Spa. Which is funny because they don't show any of this race, if I recall. Yeah. They're just they at didn't. Spa. It's just the setting. Yeah. 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 There the was setting. a lot of race coverage in yeah. Drive to Survive this year. Yeah. And then there's uh, Russell and Otmar. Walking yeah, up to see, the gate. He's and wheeling and dealing already. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing next year? Kind of joking. And then <laughs> yeah. immediately, like, when they get to the gate to scan in, his, yeah, his key doesn't like, work. Ha, ha, ha. And George is like, well, see you later. Gotta and go. then Mars like, fucking fumbling around like a dipshit. <laughs> so embarrassing. I love it. I think it's oh, so, so funny good. that he's like, I don't have a driver. I'll just ask George Russell when his contract <laughs> is up. It's also I funny because Otmar is, could snap at any moment and murder the the person closest to him. <laughs> <laughs> when you see him going from like kiosk to kiosk trying to scan in, I'm like, oh my god, this guy's gonna kill somebody. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, could it get any worse? From uh uh from from Otmar struggling to get into the paddock, we 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 go over to Daniel Ricardo where he says that he's not. Uh, driving next season and uh, we get Lando's reaction to this and I think this is a little drive to survive and the edit of it well because they make first of they, all yeah Daniel Ricardo looks like he's going to cry <laughs> he, it's the saddest I've ever seen this man who's perpetually smiling yeah yeah well, he's uh, not racing next well, year. Until later it's, in the uh, episode. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then also, they, yeah, they like go, does he say during the press conference that, was he, he like says something to the other drivers, and I couldn't tell if he was saying, like, 
sorry, you're not going to get to answer a lot of questions. Yeah, he's like, or... I don't think you guys are going to get yeah, a lot of questions. That's something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. He was, wasn't wrong. Um, He said something like that, but I didn't take that as a note while watching it. So I don't remember what he was even asked. <laughs> what he but was anyway. asked? He was asked, you know. Yeah, what, what are you going to do? Where is he? Yeah. <laughs> It's like a shot of Will Buxton standing with his hip popped out uh, in the back God. of the room. That's what that, that right. That's who that was, right? In the back yeah. from behind. Yeah, I was like, that's a Will Buxton <laughs> if I ever saw him. Wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> I thought Sergio came off as very heartfelt in this whole interaction where he's yeah. like, yeah. did you find out? And he's like, long time ago, right? And Danny's like, no. no. Sergio's <laughs> like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a, finding out about a breakup. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like follows him out after the press conference and is like talking to him about it more. Um, anyway, I yeah. like that. Checko Checko and, yeah, Checo and Jerry are the best parts of Red Bull. I, I'll in my earlier <laughs> statement. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This week's episode of The Pit Wall is sponsored by Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. And as Formula One enthusiasts, we know a thing or two about speed. Two minutes, that's just how long it would take Logan Sargent to do a lap around Spa, right, Casey? <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Uh, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons. Uh, Marika, what are some of those add-ons? They've got some great cold-pressed juices, like an apple wheatgrass. There's cinnamon horchata protein shakes. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it sounds delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. And it's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. I really like how the website makes it easy to meal plan since you can see menus for the upcoming weeks. So I know that later this month I can try dishes like green chili chicken or spicy white bean lentil ragu and portobellas without planning an extensive grocery list. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast... Vroom, vroom, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash vroom50 and use code vroom50 to get 50% off. That's code vroom50, V-R-O-O-M-5-0 at factormeals.com slash vroom50 to get 50% off. Thanks, Factor. Thanks, Factor. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
So yeah, we're seeing we're seeing some driver reactions, and we see Lando's reaction. Uh, that's pretty chopped up, I'll say. Disjointed in in him being asked if he's sad that Danny's leaving, and then showing him kind of stone faced, and and he's like, eh, "Okay, no big deal." He says, "No, not really." Yeah, uh, like, yeah. do you feel for? Danny Ricardo right now, what he's going through. Mm, no. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and this I is, they this. say, are you, they say, are you ready to lead the team next year? And he says, he says I am I already. already. Yeah. yeah he already does am. say that. And that's not to anybody. That's like to off camera. He says that. Yeah. <laughs> he's a piece of shit. No, well, <laughs> he's just a Here's what I'll say. Like, no, but this is like, this was already in the news cycle. Like that comment that he made when this happened and people were like, already taking it out of context but i think what he's saying with like i'm not i don't feel for him because that's just the way this business works like makes sense i feel like that sentiment's kind of repeated like in the next episode i think with treco a lot of people are saying that sort of thing too but um that yeah, I, thought, also, I mean I, I, think, I thought his like reaction of irdm was really funny <laughs> yeah the irdm was mean the i don't feel bad for him i kind of, it, i remember maybe it was like last season when he was like when they're like you know do you feel bad for danny now and he's like i don't because i wouldn't want him to feel bad for me in this uh, like position so maybe he's like just trying to not yeah. pity him or treat him like a little baby or something but the <laughs> uh the laughing i already am leading the team one was i mean it, he's not wrong like <laughs> he's not wrong the question asker was wrong yeah but <laughs> there's still a nice way to answer that question yeah yeah it wasn't very diplomatic it wasn't diplomatic sure but i've also seen enough clips of him since danny has left and i think he he misses danny a lot yeah i think he doesn't he also say like i'm i'm sad about it like I, you know, he had like some sentiment that was like, I like, like the guy I'm going to miss hanging out with him. Like that felt genuine to me. They cut it in this episode to make it seem like all these drivers are cutthroat. They don't care, but they're all like the only friends that they have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. They're all, they're all friends, but they all think they're better than each other. So it is easy to cut these things. Yeah. It's a lot like, uh. It's a lot like head gum. All right, moving on. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> God, that was toxic. Zanfort. <laughs> uh, here we are in Zanfort now. That's all that happened in Spa was just a couple uh, a couple folks talking. Uh, Zanfort. We get uh, Danny talks to a guy in it. This is the note I wrote down. Danny talks to a guy in Italian about driving IndyCar. Yeah, Andy, who was this guy? I don't know. I don't know, but I loved him. I didn't see his name. They didn't, they didn't show a name. They're just but like they all, talking. But he's also like, I told you not to trust yeah, Zach. Yeah. So I was Danny, like, who is this guy? Danny says he still loves cool that Danny F1. speaks Italian. Yeah, that kind of threw me too. He speaks like perfect yeah. Italian. Not perfect, but really good Italian that he's like yeah. just going back and forth yeah. with this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enough where, where this Italian man says, uh, told him that he shouldn't have trusted Zach and 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 he capished. <laughs> <laughs> um I believe oh. that is it Yuki, they show a shot of Yuki coming in 
and somebody says like you look great and yuki goes grazie and it's yeah. like you're not in italy uh <laughs> yeah, i spoke english I to you i went to italy last summer and i still say grazie <laughs> hard to kick it's hard to kick um i also i think this must this must have happened still at spa but there were two things in my notes that i thought were crazy and one of them was zach brown the like i think this was kind of what you were talking about earlier pile but he was like saying that otmar was caught with his pants down yes if and i was like, him i'd be very embarrassed and it's, it's like, like this is zach brown though. like dancing on the grave of otmar and it's like uh even in the moment you're like this seems premature to yeah, be calling was, out Otmar. It's like you, you signed stole a rookie. his driver. You stole a yeah. driver. You like And then it immediately cuts to Otmar, Otmar and he's like, losing is very painful for me. And it's like <laughs> I can just see the fire behind his eyes. Yeah. Like he's going to take he's going to get <laughs> revenge then, on this. And then he says, like the great Yogi Bear said, it ain't over till it's over. <laughs> Yogi Bear. Uh, Yogi Bear. Oh, but yeah. Yogi Bear. It's a famous baseball player in Rico. Okay. But yes. Uh, you know. <laughs> I, you know, I thought he was just quoting Yogi Bear, and I thought that was really fun. Which would have been awesome. Which would have been awesome. And that's what I'm going to choose to believe. And it's weird that it's like the great uh, man Yogi is Bear named said, "We got to get that picnic basket." <laughs> I was like, "Weird! I've never heard that quote attributed to Yogi Bear before." But you know, Otmar would know. I trust him. I believe him. Where does the confrontation happen in the office? Is that uh, this is at, or no, this is at Zanford. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is coming up right now. But first, I wrote down a note that says Otmar and Zach are the same shaped man. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> you just change the color polo on them and uh, you see him walking from behind and you don't know who's who. Yeah. And you see Zach Brown walking into Otmar's office. Other way around. Then you see Otmar walking into Zach Brown's office. <laughs> you, you see go. what I mean? That's, there you go. Right. This is when Otmar threatens to sue <laughs> Zach. Yeah. yeah Otmar's like, 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 the I'm nicest know, way. One, who he threatens to sue is Oscar. Oscar Pierre. Yeah. And it's like, oh. I don't quite follow Otmar's logic here. I don't really understand it. He says that they think they have a good case in the British courts, which <laughs> I don't really understand that either. Something they, about like the cost basically, spent. Yeah, it's like him. he didn't fulfill his contractual duties or something like that. And no, he yeah, says like, the opposite. He says, if Oscar knew he didn't have a contract and he was still taking value from us, he owes us that back. So he's saying that it's not like Oscar broke his contract. He's like, Oscar didn't have a contract, but he was still training with us and using our facilities and stuff. So we want $5 million. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is... I'm. I've never heard that before. That's like, you owe me, but we have no agreement in place. It doesn't make any sense right. to me. So I think it's a hollow threat to begin with. doesn't yeah. matter because Zach immediately crumbles. Yeah. You wouldn't do weird. that. That'd be a PR disaster for you. Yeah. And Otmar's like, I don't care and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so he's Zach like, and Zach off. is like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it wouldn't be a PR disaster really at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, not I mean, at all. Even, yeah, I mean, when it was announced, people were just like, this is kind of weird and funny, but okay. Like, I don't think people really took too much, looked too much into it. I mean, it was but obviously Zach is a also like. Because at the very end, he's like, eh, doesn't matter. Which well, is like Otmar, <laughs> Otmar leaves, and Zach Zach's reaction is like, "I didn't see this coming. Oh, I didn't yeah. think you would try and sue Oscar." 
<laughs> Wait, I you wanted, you out wanted what to money? Do. <laughs> oh, he also oh, he like makes the you point to nothing? Otmar. <laughs> I thought you would just cry and say I was the man. Shit. <laughs> I thought you'd be so embarrassed. You wouldn't talk to me again. It's he makes a point to Otmar that it like he's like, well, if you're suing my driver, it's gonna fall on me. And, <laughs> and Otmar's like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my hope, buddy. <laughs> and then he immediately runs to the Alpine CEO. Yeah. He yeah. goes above <laughs> just just to casually drop hints that like maybe they should take Daniel Ricardo, and yeah, that'll be like, fine if, if we they just do, do a swap. We can forget the whole problem. <laughs> Very weird. And then it does, then they do the like, people are talking about like, well, what if Daniel went to Alpine? And there's the whole flashback. We get a flashback. 2019. 2019. Daniel Ricardo's driving for Reynolds. Cyril Abitable is I missed back. him. I missed him so much. <laughs> yeah, you too. He he was a he was a great drive to survive personality. He was. Yeah. He like that whole drama is really what sucked me into drive to survive. Um so I loved I loved to see him. Yeah. Um so but but uh, in this flashback we see uh that Danny left the team in, in a way where where Renault slash Alpine felt like he was screwing them over. So the question is, would they take him back? Danny's saying he would drive for them, but that's because he doesn't have a seat right now, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then we, we see Laurent talking about Pierre Gasly. You know, he's like, uh, you know, I like Danny, but we're kind of got our eye on, on Pierre right now. Yeah. And is Which this just, when it... it was sad to see you know like danny kind of it was sad to see the opportunities that had that danny had that it was like this close and he just got other drivers chosen over him yeah i guess so but i still also i mean i think the reason that i don't really like i like daniel ricardo but the reason that i really wasn't a huge fan of him in the beginning was like how he just like abruptly left a bunch of teams when they were yeah. like really trying to make him happy, <laughs> and so fair. I'm kind of like, you did this to yourself. Like, yeah, he's definitely an opportunist. Yeah, um, and that's like part yeah. of the sport. But it is funny that it was just like you were at, you could have been at Red Bull. <laughs> like, yeah, you fucked this up. Um, but is this when it cuts to uh, Pierre Gasly? Uh, walking up to a table and being like, "Tell me the gossip," because uh, I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> I think so. Because uh, imagine if you were just sitting at a table and Pierre Gasly came up and was like, "Tell me the gossip." Wow. Okay. All right. So I'm sitting at a table, <laughs> and now Pierre Gasly's walking up to me, <laughs> who I don't know. I've never talked to him. Yeah, but he needs to know and that he, gossip. And he, and he says, "Tell me the gossip." <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to do it. And I would say, uh, I didn't really like Bo is afraid, is what I would say. Uh, he'd be like, what is that? I don't know what that is. I haven't been to a movie in 12 years. <laughs> Last movie I saw was Cars 2. 
Um, yeah, so we see we see a little bit of Pierre. He's talking about how he wants to leave Alphatari because he wants to compete for championships and he can't do it in that dang car. He needs a competitive car like the Alpine. Um, and he was pretty open about it, right? He was like racing for racing for Alphatari, but saying that he wanted to leave. Yeah, I can't tell if if the vibe in F1 around Alphatari is like we know that they're just kind of like the triple A team. team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, every driver wants to. Uh, if you're a new driver, you want to drive for them, but you also want to get out of there, right? Pretty soon, onto a into a better car. Um, and he does not hide that he wants he wants to move on. He thinks it's time that he's competing. Yeah, Gasly has a fire in him. That's for sure. Yeah, he says uh, a great great quote from him here: "Time to be a fucking killer." Hell yeah! Also, he's French. Team's French. Yeah. Yeah, he's French, French. 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 I think French. that more than anything is actually what <laughs> what contributed to them choosing him. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, we're the we're the all French team. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's the it's the France of it all, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh then we see we see a couple highlights from, from Danny and Pierre. We see some of their greatest moments. They're kind of like setting up in this episode that it's like it's between these two guys to fill this Alpine spot. Uh, and we see them getting in the car. This is a great, great little bit of editing I loved here. They both get in their car. It's split screen. Their visors are up. We're seeing Pierre win a race. We're seeing Danny win, win a race. And they both, both close Monza. their visors at the same time. That's a dope transition. And it this is cool. cuts to them already racing, also still yeah. split screen. I was like, let's fucking go. That was dope. <laughs> this rules. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, and then they and then they go on to both struggle in this race. <laughs> yeah, not right. do that well. Yeah, they both get seventeen. Pierre gets eleven. Yeah, P eleven, yeah. and they make a big deal of it. Like, but they you know, make three, the three laps left, and Pierre's yeah. in P eleven. Yeah, and he doesn't get it. It's like they make okay. this edit seem like <laughs> like fuck. Here they go. <laughs> Yeah, but these guys they are, have something to fight for, and they are yeah. They then just they edit tr- it to struggle. make it seem like even he in eleventh was racing Ricardo in seventeenth. He's yeah. like, yeah, we didn't get the points, but we beat Ricardo. Yeah, like I don't think that was on the radar at all. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. And go then ahead. there's that at the end of the race. It's a shot of like the um the Alpine team talking together and he's like, man, good luck to Oscar. Yeah, And they laugh and cut yeah. to a shot of Zach looking Zach totally Brown. dejected. I was like, and they're just is... laughing. Like they keep the soundtrack of the laughing happening. It's so good. Yeah. I was like, this is art. Zach Brown fully cucked. <laughs> Hell yeah. So the race right, ends. So oh, can I ask ahead. what, when yeah. does it get announced that? Cause this was Zanvoort. All this is going down, right? Yeah. It's that that race. Yeah. It, did the Tokyo race already happen? Um. Or does it happen at the very end of the episode? It Suzuka? happens at the very end of the episode. It's actually the next thing on the docket here. You know, yeah. Pierre, Pierre gets P11. Danny gets P17. Alpine is happy. McLaren yeah. is sad. 
And then it says and, five weeks later, and we're in Japan. And has he announced that he's part of? I'm forgetting now if it's hap- does it happen after Suzuka or before? Because here's the thing: this is more like me hating on this show, but like the whole Pierre like Tokyo crash thing where he like almost dies, FIA completely mishandles it. It's like a PR disaster for F1 for like a solid month. Completely glossed over by the show, not mentioned mm-hmm. at any point whatsoever. You would think the episode about Pierre Gasly. They would. I thought that's show what was it. coming up because they're like yeah. Zaka, no, and I was like, oh, I know what happened it's with F1 Pierre propaganda. There. They would never allow that. They also I never know, really did just... it any huge thing on like Abu Dhabi last yeah. year. It's I like know. they they're whitewashing all of like the mm-hmm. controversy and making it just about in inner team drama, which I I agree that kind of sucks. Because part I of the reason definitely... I like Pierre Gasly though is because of the way he dealt with that. Yeah, yeah, how, me too. Like. He's such a senior member of like the kind of driving community now, it feels like a lot of because of that, because of the way he spoke out about safety and all that stuff. And it's like, I don't know, my respect for him really went up after that race. And it's like, yeah, it seems like a real, I mean, for strive to survive, but it's a huge disservice that that stuff is left out, obviously. Yeah. For, for, for any of you listeners out there who did not see the Japanese Grand Prix last season, it was a very wet and rainy race. Visibility was really poor. Uh, I forget who crashed. Uh, so there was a car that was well, stuck were, on the track. There were two crashes. I think one well, after the they, other. They brought out a crane. They restarted. Yeah, to to clear the track, but they they it was poorly communicated. The drivers they did not know there was a crane out there, and Pierre almost collided with a crane in a in a, a eerily similar way. Uh, to a crash that had happened a few years ago that resulted Jules in the driver dying. Yonke, his good friend. Yes. So this all happened, and it was on the same on the same track. Same track. Too, right? yeah. yeah. Same yeah. conditions. I think. Yeah. Insane. So Pierre, it was a insane. different different type of crash, but the Jules Bianchi crash was that he slid off the track and his car went under a crane that was still on the side. Yeah. So this all happened in Japan at Suzuka last season, and and that's what that's what we're talking about that they don't mention in this episode of the show. Yeah. Just fucking weird. And, um, yeah, and Pierre <laughs> right, called up the FIA, was, uh, and the FIA first penalized him. Yeah, yes. and then walked that back, I believe, and then basically kind of silently changed the rules but he's like the only guy to beat the fia at its own game everyone like everyone appeals this stuff and he's like i mean he was completely right and made them look like assholes which they are (laughs) anyway yeah but more importantly he i believe came in 11th while ricardo came in 17th that's true that's That's true and that was what that was the deciding fact (laughs) i cared about uh yeah so i'm happy that was covered so what they do show us in uh, suzuka is that Otmar says that they signed Pierre. He's going to be an Alpine driver. He decides not to sue Oscar. And Otmar says that McLaren should have taken Pierre. Which I don't <laughs> I don't believe him. I think he still wants wanted Oscar. I think he's still upset about that, but his whole thing is like they should have taken Pierre. We're ending up in a better position we, we we've got pierre they've got oscar <laughs> and i was never gonna sue a 20 year old for five yeah, million dollars anyway 
Uh, <laughs> that would have been a PR disaster. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> then they then they show Oscar. He's smirking, and he Classic. says that, that he has no regrets uh, with with how he handled everything. And then from there, we go to we cut to Danny Ricardo with a with a slate, and he holds up the slate. And says FEA on it, and he goes fuck them all. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> yeah, the smile face is important. Um, and that's the end of the episode. And then, uh, then coming up next, Checo and Red Bull. Ooh. I do want to say that at the end, when they also are talking to Zach, or I don't know if it was a talking head or just like him around, but he was like, I'm happy with what we're doing as a racing organization. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, yeah, you've got an IndyCar and Formula E team. Like, you've got other <laughs> things you're working on, man. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I I saw Zach Brown at the Long Beach Grand Prix driving an old Formula One car. Wow. And you, Did you say that's cool. I said you hi. You threw your water yeah. at him. Yeah. I was waving and I was like, Zach, Zach. Casey, you get in. Wall. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just kept driving. Rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he rude. was an F1 driver, right? I think so. Or maybe he was a GT driver or something. I mean, he did, he did drive. Yes. I know that he was a driver and I know he's worth $150 million. Dang. Wow. Not as much yeah. as Toto, though. He doesn't yeah, have what, that Toto wealth. Wonder where Otmar is right now. Fifty million. <laughs> <laughs> Otmar's net worth is forty-eight thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice guys finish last. The sixth episode of uh, the fifth season of Drive to Survive. And here at the pit wall, when we watch something, we gotta rate it. And if we like it, we give it a push-push. If we don't like it, we give it a box-box. So this episode of Drive to Survive. I don't know where I'm at. Someone else go It was first. a box-box for me. It was a box-box. I think they made a big meal out of something that we already knew where it ended up. Yeah. Like, doing the piastri thing across two episodes was like... Too much. I guess for, it was too I guess much. I, for a guy that, like, no one necessary or not no one but like people watching the show don't necessarily know anything about mm-hmm. it's like all right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it was like a cool cliffhanger for last episode but i didn't think that the, like the resolution of it was yeah. was worth too i thought it would be more i thought this episode was going to be more about pierre yeah which i would have yeah. liked like said, i think uh, yeah i think the i think they did pierre dirty by making <laughs> making his episode about him getting uh just outside of the points <laughs> at spa <laughs> or zanford or wherever oh no uh, suzuka Zan. yeah i i'm going to give this one a push push because if you take away all of the actual drama that happened last season you're left with dumb shit like this like piastri <laughs> lying on twitter or whatever um and so by that scale it's actually a very exciting episode i think i love the Zach Otmar dynamic. I love Zach getting completely fucking uh, embarrassed <laughs> just seconds, mere seconds after saying everyone else should be embarrassed because he's the smartest guy. <laughs> he immediately gets shown to be a moron. Just great up uh, comeuppance there. I think the Danny versus Pierre thing is like, yeah, way overproduced and like didn't make it's not really a storyline. Um, yeah. But whatever. 
push push. I'm also yeah. I'm also gonna give it a a push push because I really I really liked that whole scene in the in Zach Brown's office, the confrontation, <laughs> if you will. It's beautiful. I did like that. I uh, yeah. I like I like the dynamic of Otmar and Zach because they are uh, they think they're Christian and Toto, but they're not. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they think they that that's what they think is going on in their in their minds, mm-hmm. but the but they're not. Uh, so it's funny to watch them in a way that's <laughs> a different kind of funny than uh, Christian and Toto. But otherwise, I think I, I got to or... give it a box box yeah. for this for this episode. Uh, it, uh, there's there was there's a couple good scenes, but. They really, they it, this really felt like we gotta fill another episode. How about this battle for eleventh place <laughs> between Pierre and and Danny? All right, that's another episode <laughs> in the books. That's what it felt like to me. So I'm giving it a box. Right. Yeah. Respect. I don't respect it, but okay, we can move on. <laughs> We're going to move on to the end of the show. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you like the show, rate us. And why wouldn't you? Yeah, why Why wouldn't you? Rate us on Spotify and, and iTunes, five stars. Uh, Marika pulled up a, uh, a five-star rating right here that I'm looking at from Cooper22222222. Uh, big headgum fan and even though i know zero about f1 still enjoy listening every week hey they thanks exist. cooper thanks for checking it out thank you and if you have any questions you could send them in our dms on instagram at pitwallpod where you can also follow us and see all sorts of little fun things on there <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on TikTok at Pitwallpod. And yeah. we'll post over there from time to time. And you know what? We'll be back. <laughs> I like the way that I have written all of these notes yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm moving. I want, to you zoom. just have to read I a piece of paper. Is that yeah. what's happening here? Yeah. Send, send, send me the notes. I'm moving. <laughs> I have to move the what... zoom window out of the way so I can I look at the notes. I also told you to put your notes in these. <laughs> I didn't I have time see... <laughs> to send my iPhone notes <laughs> to the Google Doc. <laughs> I want to see what Casey is has such a hard time reading. Okay, let's see if I can do it. No, I couldn't just... see it. I couldn't see it. It's not that I had a hard time reading. Okay, yeah. We'll be back next week talking about the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Vroom, vroom to all and to all. A beep, beep. Bye. <laughs>